in a weird way. And I know people are going to be pissed off if so many people are brainwashed. But Trump is living the black experience (laughs) right now. Everything I'm telling you white people that don't have an inkling, they, you know, maybe they say, so what is racism like? Like, you know, what, you know, it seems so stupid because when I think about it, it's stupid. But like, how would you feel? Like, what would that experience be like? And I'm going to tell you exactly what Donald Trump is going through where, you know, Whatever it is that he says or does, he can't, it doesn't even matter what his answer is. He's just going to be shut down. And um, that's kind of what I would say racism feels like. But anyway, so here is a continuation of Race is a Con, Lineage is the Truth by Yvette Carnell. She was reading something like really interesting. Here we go. Conversation about how everything evolved. Please go get guns, germs, and steel. It's a phenomenal book. It says a lot of phenomenal things about 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 indigenous cultures, um, and, it, and in some ways, it's an indictment on um, on kind of you know what we're doing to the world. But I'm not going to get into any of that. My point is this. This is my point. We have this idea of black and white that's not relevant anywhere. And so even if you gonna go around and say black girl magic, it don't make no sense because you plan, you plan, whether you say black girl magic or I'm black and I'm proud, I understand why that happened. I understand why it happened because so much of what we do is just a reaction to what white people do or to how white people treat us. But what I'm telling you is that we can't do that no more. What I'm telling you, I, I said something, I said something in the show a long time ago. People thought it was funny, how I'm funny. But it's really how I feel. I feel like in terms of black people, and not just myself, but I said, quote unquote, black people, the people who are called black in this country, native black people, African Americans, you should treat me like a white woman with a cat. <laughs> or a rich white woman with a cat. That's how you should treat me. Don't, don't look at me and see, don't look at me, don't come over here as an immigrant and be like, oh, she got nappy hair. She brown. No, 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 no. And don't give me no, oh, oh, it's the melanin. And melanin is a gift. Melanin ain't got, it ain't got nothing to do with your nappy hair. This melanin, this is not, this is why I have a problem. The problem is that this was constructed. Race was, race is an ideology that was constructed on advantage and disadvantage. Now let me hear, I'm going to bring in, I don't know if, I don't know if many of you have read this book. But I'm going to bring this up and I'm going to bring in, um, I'm going to bring in some audio, um, from, from an interview. But how many of you have read Racecraft? I'm going to look in the comments. How many people have read Racecraft? Because one of the things that Racecraft does is it kind of, it kind of outlines for us the problems with this idea of race. And the problem being that what are the problems being that it don't exist? It's not real. And it was constructed to give us a dentist dis like it was constructed to give us a disadvantage and we cling to it more than anybody else. How do you cling to being black when being black was created to make you less than and have a disadvantage to people who are called white? 
How do you cling to that? What you should be, well, so what's the answer, Yvette? What's the solution? Well, you should be clinging to your lineage because your lineage built a country economically and you've never been paid for that. See, diversity means everybody except white men and that ain't good enough. That's why affirmative action can't survive in the courts because it says everything, everybody except black men. That's not good enough. That's not what it is. It's about a specific justice claim, a specific contribution that our people made, and a specific injustice that they suffered in terms of being raped by people and abused by people. And go look at, what, what is it called? Medical apartheid. There's a book about um, 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 medical apartheid uh, on how, how, how black people in this country, African-Americans, descendants of slaves, or slaves during that period, were, were abused medically. That's what lineage is about. That's not about race. That's not about Crayola. I'm not doing no more Crayola. So I'm going to try to bring up, um, this is an interview. I'm going to try to bring up part of an interview from 2012 um, where, where, where we basically have this conversation. We basically hear her talk about, and I'm talking about fields. I'm talking about, that's what I'm talking about in terms of, she talks about, the problem that we have in terms of how we understand what it means, how we understand this thing called blackness, and just kind of like why it's kind of, you know, it's kind of garbage. And so I'm going to try to bring that, that first one up and see if we can, and see if I can't let you all um, hear that. Hold on a second. Um, our basically, our main answer may surprise you. Let me say it and then come back to it. Uh, okay. It's that the principal features of, of race as of witchcraft are invisible as they are presented. There is what is central to them is what is invisible. In race, for example, people say uh, color is visible, but the ranking of the negative or positive ranking is not visible. People say, again, color is visible and, and certain characteristics like criminality or low intelligence and so forth go with it. Those aren't visible either. So we find that what we call race and think of as physical is something other than the physical representation. And uh, that is why we say it is not uh, the perception of difference that gives rise to race, but racist action uh, uh, that gives rise, racism gives rise to the perception of race. It designates who can be abused by a variety of social uh, means that, that, that create inferiority or create a lack of desirability. Well, the well listen to what she said, though. I, I, I just want to make sure everybody hears what she said. Like, it's, it's racism that gives rise to race. It is the perception of difference that gives rise to race. So racism basically invented a race that you are now walking around pretending that you're proud of. Tell me these people ain't slick. So you're walking around being proud of something that they have created to create a disadvantage for you and your community, and we don't even see it. We walk around and define ourselves by, by how they're defined. And that's just like people say, well, Yvette, you know, I have problems and, and I have problems because of, yeah, but that's because of how they defined it. Like, white people basically going to have to find a way to make everybody white. I ain't nobody dealing with this black stuff that you invented no more. 
Ain't nobody dealing with that. We can deal with coming, we can deal with heritage in terms of you came, your people came from Benin, and your people came from Angola, and your people came from here. We can deal, and we can deal with being being raped by slave masters and some of our people marrying poor, poor white people. We can deal with all that, but we ain't gonna deal with blackness because what's true is that this country has intermarried and intermarried, and you all are relegating us to blackness even though you got some of us in you, but you get to still can't claim white. Everybody else gets to still claim white, but you still lock us into disadvantage by blackness, and we go around talking about how proud we ought to be black. This is not. And before she continues with that, I am going to parallel it to the arts, where some people say with Black Panther, well, it's just a movie. Or some people say when I bring up uh, rap song lyrics, it's just a song. I mean, that's just entertainment. And if you're li- if you living by um, if you looking at that, then you know, you know, you're not supposed to be looking at that for your. I don't look to entertainers for that. That's just enjoyment. That's just no. That is perception. That affects somebody being able to get a job. That when that person that is the employer goes home and goes into his kid's room and sees that person on TV acting a fool and whatever it is, and then they see you come in for a job, unfortunately, that's how they think. And so even something like uh, Young, Gifted, and Black, the song that was sung, I think it was, uh, I think Aretha Franklin sang that, You've got to understand that the people at labels, the people that make these decisions of what songs get made, who gets to sing them, what artists get pushed, and what they're saying, the mantras that you are playing in your headphones over and over again on the train where you're isolated and you're in your own world and you're going into beta, And it's talking to your subconscious and it's programming that whatever they say that experience and you got to relive that pain or whatever pain that they said happened. Look at they made roots is a fallacy. That whole movie is a fallacy. The book was a fallacy. But how many people? felt the pain of that. I'm not saying people weren't raped. I'm not saying people weren't whipped. I'm not saying that it wasn't worse or better or whatever. I'm saying that it was a lie. But culturally, that lives in our subconscious because somebody put it there. And that person admits that he made it up. And he got paid to do that and sell out and do that. So even with the songs... You have to be very careful of what you allow to become your mantra and your identity, thinking, well, oh, that's me. That person represents me. No. You gotta, people got to start thinking, why are they saying these certain things? Why are they letting this certain mentality or this certain train of thought, which we know is deleterious to our people, why are we buying it? Why are we supporting it? Why are we allowing that to be the main thing? If that was any other community, they'd be, you know what I love about Latinos? They have a place for everything. They don't mind reggaeton or whatever, but it has its place. That is not going to be, you know, 
Each thing has its place. But with indigenous Americans, they will just let anything and anybody claim, walk all over it, redefine it, hijack it. That day and age has got to stop. Identity has to be regained. True identity. The truth needs to be told. The rich history. The achievements. Everything. And it might make some people uncomfortable. It might make some people sick to their stomach. Some people might flip it and say, oh, you that's racist. Or, oh, you can't have confidence in that. Or, oh, you want special. Blah, blah, blah. No. We have been taught a certain history that has literally suppressed our people and made us look bad. And automatically, oh, what country are you from? I never can be from America. Why is that? When America has produced the indigenous black peoples, I don't want to use black now that she's saying that. We got to relabel everything. And I said that this would come. Didn't I say we're going into the age of Aquarius, into the age of knowing and not the age of Pisces, which was the age of believing in just traditions that people told us. And we never asked, well, why did we think that? Who determined that? Who gave them the permission to say, that's how it is. And that's how I feel about myself. And that's how I'm going to look at those people. And if you yourself don't take the responsibility to find out the truth, to speak the truth, to be the truth, and you go along with the lie that's perpetrated in your name and the false images and letting yourself be represented by anybody other than you. If you go along with it, then you can't be upset at how you're depicted and what they do. And you can be poor and not have many people say, but I'm poor. What power can I have over the industry? I'm not in the room or, you know, I'm just a homeboy or blah, blah, blah. I'm just conscious. I'm just out here. I'm just trying to make it. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to. Yeah. You have more power than you think you have just by in your own mind. Getting it straight in your own mind. Who you are. You're not a color. And even Michael Jackson said that in black and white. Black or white. You are not a color. You are a human being. And everything that you are cannot be summed up. In this, even, even, even the way sometimes that they have hip hop come off, I don't feel is teaching, understanding that it is oral tradition, that it came from someplace, storytelling, which probably also was attached to the, uh, Indigenous religious practices and the percussion and the, all of that. We must, we must find the truth. And we have to allow ourselves room to evolve.
It's time to evolve and it's no more the false images that we know aren't true. It's time to end the naivete and the stupidity. It's naivete and stupidity where we just say, well, they just told, if they said it on CNN or if one celebrity of color comes up and tells this fantastic story, then that's the way that it was. No, I need to see some proof. And I think all people, even what I'm saying, people want to see some proof that what I'm saying is accurate. And that's what I'm going to be doing on this channel is in particularly giving some real background, if I can, the most that I can find on on the real uh, heritage the real accomplishments connected, language, culture, food, style, everything. It's been hidden. We don't know. Back to the time of the Olmecs, we do not know. The trading that went on. There's so much we're, we're just not told. And I like I'm gonna say it again because I know people get sensitive, and they don't understand when when I talk fervently. They think I'm hating on somebody. I'm not. I love every single human being, the whole diaspora, people of color. You are my heart. I've, if you're from Jamaica and they're trading your body parts, I'm there with you. Um. In the spirit, I'm in the streets, I'm fighting, I'm calling on the rostrum, and I'm waking people up. Yes, if you're from Haiti, oh, I'm crying for the kids. Yes, good God, stop these people from going in there. If you're from Africa, I'm fighting for your right to your, your resources and getting those people out of there. Or at least talk, having a dialogue where you get these companies that are taking all these diamonds and all this stuff and then saying that you're poor. I'm for you. I'm for you. But I'm also for Americans that are here, indigenous people, because we, we lead the pack. We helped you all be free. And if, if we get free, and then we all link hands. And that's what they don't want. And that's what you saw in Black Panther. We got to see that that is what's happening. We need to unite. But everyone deserves the chance to be seen and their story told. And to be properly and accurately represented. Exquisitely represented. Because I'm going to tell you, all these people that claim all this other little stuff, and I have no problems with it because I'm claiming my past lives. And it's very real. And I know that we're beyond race. I'm even beyond all of the race stuff. I want to throw it in the garbage. But the people that do subscribe to that, if I wanted to go and play a person from their country, I don't know how they'd feel about it. And you know I can do it down to the, the microcosm on a cellular level, to the cilia. I will get it and I will do it. But they're very protective.
because that's their culture. And, and American indigenous people need to do the same thing. First of all, you need to find out your heritage. And you need to know that you're native. And you need to know that you wore the feathers. And you had all that. And nobody can take that away from you. You don't need to be a part, uh, trying to be a part of other people's, you know, nations if you're not. You have your own nations. But you don't know about it. Because they suppressed it. So it's on you to go find it. And talk about it. And write about it. And make movies on it and rap about it and sing about it something i've never understood is that we had rappers that broke through enough to have enough money to make studios in their homes and in their basements and they may not be on radio stations but they still have the flow they still can rhyme people still know who they are they still have name recognition what is stopping them from saying the words that need to be said and still releasing it, even if it's only two people listening, if they were conscious and they still, and we still have a need for it, what is, and they are successful, what is stopping them from dropping new stuff? You don't even have to promote it because guess what? We're so hungry for it. We're so hungry for it. That if somebody real came up and was actually really saying something, And it was actually a good beat. It's not even about production, I don't even think. It's about telling the truth. But do you, is that your priority? Do you have the energy to do that? You could upload that to YouTube. Everybody would be watching. It's beyond color. Something like rap can be so misunderstood by so many people and it's unfortunate. Because there's people of every race, every race, every part of, of uh, people of diverse people of colors, Asians, uh, Mal- excuse me, uh, Malaysians, Taiwanese, Filipino, Latino, um, Polynesians, whatever, uh, the, the Aborigines in their countries. They're facing what we face, even though they call it different. And when they come here, they might get treated better than you. They're facing that in their countries. And I I forgot what interview I was watching where this Aborigine kid was down. And and they said, who do you admire? And he did say Jay-Z. Because that's the only person talking to the experience that he had in his country. He was he was you know, not seeing himself. And it gave him confidence. So the original point of rap was to do that. And it's becoming something else. And it is on, if that is you, if that's your people, that's your culture, it's your job to take it back. Through the virtue of your word and through your spirit and through your rhythm. It's not about what they play on the radio. You're making a mixtape about whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's, it's almost like, and I, 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 I don't know if I tweeted it or I blogged it or it was in my private blog. I don't know, but I said something the other day like, it's like there's so many things that we've said so many times 
It's not new. We've said it. You know what I'm saying? We've said it. But it's like it needs to be said in a new way so that it means something else to us. Even though we have a a, a fresh understanding of it. A different way to look at it. To talk about it. To feel about it. To elevate our everything pertaining to it. We can do that. And we don't have to wait for record labels. We don't have to wait for iTunes. You know, I, whatever craft that I do, you know, they misunderstand me so much because I'm extremely humble. I respect the craft so much that I don't just, you know, I study something a long time, a long time, even if I'm good at it. I really try to find my voice in it, to walk in it before I present it, you know, and I've had people say, oh, well, you can do this, you can do that, just, you know, there's a come time, do this, and you know, there is a time for everything, and I'm not trying to do everything at once. My spirituality and my relationship with the Most High he will tell me when I'm supposed to. Now you, you're in this. He presents a certain opportunity. Give your all. It's this, just like J-Lo. She always knows what to be doing and when. There's time for everything. That's, that's, that's how it is. So for me, I respect the word. I respect it. When I was really getting into studying acting and I looked up everybody and I wanted to hear what everybody thought, I'm going to give you a quote. I'm not, I am not worshiping people or idealizing. I'm telling you quotes that stuck with me. And it was Al Pacino and they asked him about acting. And he said that basically paraphrasing here that um, for someone showed him or suggested that he just be reading the word of the Bible and that it got somehow, he got the power of that. He has the power of that. It's no joke. I'm telling you, there's, there's, it's mathematical. It is truth. It is truth. That is why. I'm not saying it's perfect. I've already spoken to you about it. There was so much that I gained from that. Just saying the word. And when I when I look at rap, when I the rappers, people are like, oh, of all the people, she listened to Beastie Boys so much. First of all, you have to look at who I am and what I come from. I come from first of all, classical. I was raised as a classical musician. And in song interpretation, and even as a even as an ecclesiastical 
musicians serving in the church. I had to sing hymns. I had to learn hymns. And a lot of the texts, if you sing Handel or if you sing any of the hymns, you know, is taken from the word. That's what it is. So it starts with that word and the meaning of that word. However you look at it. I come from that. And and then I'm comedic. So that speaks to me. I'm rock and roll. I I as a, because I came from caring about lyrics and listening to melody on a deeper level, alternative definitely has uh, an allure to me because I'm I'm list, I need I need a lot of things to stimulate me because my I'm accustomed to hearing great lyrics, hearing melody, hearing comedy, hearing this, hearing that. That's why I like who I like. Some pe- people, we're still, and this is why I'm talking, bringing it right back to the conversation of race. We're stuck into, I listen to this because I'm that. Oh, oh, she listened to this. Oh, she not that. Oh, da, 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 da. Shut up. You're ignorant. You're ignorant. Because there's so many layers to music. And I'm listening for so many things. And now as I'm making films, I'm listening to music in a totally different way. Because music is now an accompaniment to what I'm doing. But that's how ignorant we are. Because we're programmed. If I'm this, they look like I'm wearing that right now. That's me. You know, no. What are you doing? You have a choice. If you allow that to represent you in your mind. I personally, of course I admire great flows and stage presence and confidence and rhythm and and breath control. I'm looking at all of that in rappers that I look at and that I study. You know, when I'm ready to rap, you're going to know about it. And I'm also, you know, big on freestyle. But when I'm ready to say what it is that I need to say, and I think me, once I start booking my speaking engagements and really flexing and saying the things that I want to say, I know the zone that I'm going to be in, that I'm going to want to rap from, when I know what I want to say, because what I want to say is important to me. It's not just about me popping up, oh, I could do a cute freestyle, oh, I could do this, I'm a singer, I could do all the things with my mouth and the whatever, I can do that stuff, just for the sake of doing it, that's stupid to me. If I have one chance to catch people's attention, you know, it's what, what am I saying about the culture? What am I going to add to it that hasn't already been there? That's what we need to be thinking. That's what we need to be thinking, not about the flyer's rhyme, you know. So I respect it. I respect it. And there's so many things that I need and I'm looking at that I want to bring. My unique contribute. What do I have to give? Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody want to have a moment. Want to be shining all the time. Want to floss. Want to. How important is it to you that what you're doing is distinctive in itself? If they took you out of it and just had the work, 
Would they be like, whoa, what is that? That's, that's what I want to contribute. And that's the way I've always been. And I, I was like, you know what? And maybe that was silly. Because some people like just get in and but whatever. And I'm for that too. You know, because you can learn and you, when, when the situation is real, you can adapt, you can progress, you can do blah, blah, blah. And I know that I can. But I'm looking at where we're at. I'm looking at it from all this. I'm getting inside it. I'm going upside down. And I'm trying to understand it from every direction. I'm trying to understand the people that are living it now. How are they feeling about it? What is it? You know, it's a state of mind. And you're like, why are you spending so much time on rap? Da, da, da? Because it is so connected right now to the community identity. Of so many young men and their path and their identity and who they are, where they think they can go. That's why it's important that it's done right. It's not about right, done right or wrong. It's that it's that it's true. That it has an intention, a noble intention. And not that it is pretentious and not that it is super clean because all these things that people complain about and say whatever, these are stylistic things. These are not the substantive things. The root is poetry. And that poetry is truth and storytelling. It's more than we know. It became big for bigger reasons than we know. And uh, some people are mad that, you know, they feel now, now they've appropriated rap because you have people that are not necessarily in that tradition trying to do it. I think that they saw, uh, many people saw me studying and they were like, well, she's doing, I can do it. And it's true, they can. But the original stewards of it you know in you that it's on you. It's on you. And however you want to feel about it, you want to be angry about it, you want to have swag on it, you want to have whatever, this is it. This is the moment. So I'm always sharpening my game. I'm always sharpening it. And I can see nobody out here is really trying to help me. But I am fighting for what is mine, I'm fighting for my legacy. I know what I'm about. I know what I've been about since day one. I wrote it. And I've been true to what I wrote. And um, and I know it's bigger than me. It's much, much bigger than me. So I'm going to... I know this, this conversation is important. It's already 12. Maybe I should continue it tomorrow. Because that was a lot that I laid on you. But somebody has to have this conversation and it hasn't been happening in America and it needs this conversation needs to happen and it can't just be talking points that people had ahead of time and they invite people on and everybody knows it's like you know sometimes Bill Maher's show is turned into that now he knows exactly what everybody's gonna say and da 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 sometimes I think I feel that way 
Sometimes I feel that way. You know, where we already know what, where people stand and we're all saying the same thing. We need to talk about what we don't want to talk about. And that's the only way. That's if we're really about ever fixing it. And I was starting to think maybe we're not about fixing it because nobody, you know, they just written these people off and now they know it's the end of the world and it's like God is like, if you're going to be a degenerate, you know, you're going to be a degenerate. But some of us that are awake, we're given a choice. And as long as that salvation is possible, we can go for it. I'm going to shut up now because I'm tired. But um, that was Kyla Powers Radio. The race talk is intense. We'll have to continue it another time. I love you. I love everybody. I really do. With all of my heart.